This is Alan from Primordial, and you are listening to the Brutally Delicious Podcast. How are you today? I'm all right. Not too bad. I survive. Greetings from cold, rainy, miserable Dublin. But it's, you know, it's not so bad. Is it really cold up there already? Ah, I mean, here it's like sideways wind chill. So it feels colder than places that are colder. But, you know, it is what it is. It's uncharacteristically warm here in the southern United States in Virginia. Okay, I see. All right. So anyway, so let's talk about how it ends. Um, tenth record. I guess let's we could start right there. First of all, I love the record, and I was wondering when you were writing it, do you ever have any difficulty not writing the previous primordial record? Does that make sense? Do you have any trouble not revisiting the older stuff? Um, yes, and sometimes you do. I mean, um at least now at this stage in our career for Primordial, I mean, I feel that we sort of have carved our own niche quite Mm. particularly, that no one really sounds like us and we don't really sound like anybody. So sometimes you might play a riff and um, think to yourself, I think this sounds like the fires from the debut album. And there's a part of you that feels, well, you know what? I think at this stage of the game, 30 odd years in, um, if there's something... Uh, you know, a kind of vague echo of uh, what has been before, then that's okay if you've sort of forged your own style. So, I mean, the primordial style is quite particular. Um, You know, we don't have an uncomfortable electronic period or we never really strayed too far from the same, the the path that we were moving along. Um, So this new album is a bit more epic heavy metal than the last one. The previous one was a bit, I think darker, a bit more gloomy, introspective. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one's a bit more angry, a bit more um, epic metal, maybe. So the answer is um, we try not to think about really um, much in the sense that you don't second guess yourself. You just try and follow what feels the right thing to do instinctually. And if it sounds like primordial, it sounds like primordial. And if it sounds like a riff that's been before, ah, I mean, look, um, if it's a good riff, it's a good riff, <laughs> I guess, you know. <laughs> Makes sense. Ever imagine you said you've been doing this 30 years? Ever imagine you'd still be at this 30 years later? Um, no, not really. I knew I would be still sitting here wearing a fucking carnivore shirt um, some 30 year, odd years after the first time I heard carnivore. Like, I knew I was a heavy metal for life. The moment right. I hit, the moment I heard Prowler by Maiden somewhere in the mid 80s, when the needle hit the groove uh, and that opening riff, I was like, okay, that's me to the grave. And I, and I mean, here, that's still the same 40 or whatever it is, 35. Uh, how many years is it since I heard that? 80. Yeah. Okay. 40 years, I guess. Um, so that's not changed. Um, as for a band, well, you know, most bands never make it past the first two or three gigs. So um, I knew once we made the demo that we would make an album. And then once we made, the second album started to play some gigs in Europe. I knew, okay, so there's a bit more legs in this than I thought. And then all of a sudden, 
you know, um, a decade goes by and then two decades and, well, here you are. You're an entirely different set of atoms you were 30 years ago. Um, but uh, it's 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 it feels like it was only a blink of an eye ago, but it also feels like a complete other, well, it was another century, right? So um, it yeah. kind of feels like both things simultaneously. That's funny. That's good. And it's funny you mentioned, like, you have that, that one moment with Prowler. For me, it was Diary of a Madman, you know, back in Ooh. high school. I remember yeah, you know, walking yeah. into the store knowing nothing about Ozzy and seeing that record on the shelf. I'm like, ah, what the hell? And that what first, is... you know, the drums, I'm done. Oh, I'm oh yeah. Wholeheartedly forever. And that song itself, goddamn, what a song that is. Oof. That's a, yeah. that's a good that's a good record to to like um to how shall we say to um launch your ship you know to yeah uh, and from then on with, it's but yeah even that record is still I listen to it almost daily that record holds um, up it's just insane yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a it's a it's a stone cold classic yeah absolutely so getting back to how it ends then um I know it was written before the current world situation but. It's super timely. Oh, really? I mean, it's super timely, right? I mean, I listened to it again, setting yeah. up for this. I'm like, wow, it was almost like he saw the writing on the wall. And I listened to your Agitators yeah. Anonymous, too. So I know you sort of did. Yeah. But this is really timely. Um. Well, I mean, if you want to separate me from the band for a moment, then the way I've sort of been looking at the world for 20, 25, 30 years, um, the way things unfolded in the last five are quite um they fold quite neatly into my some elements of my worldview um so it was relatively prescient one could say that i i i went as soon as the how we say the lockdown was announced i started agitators anonymous and basically said like look this is going to go on for years um mark my words and i would say most of the things that i um talked about an awful lot of them are incoming or are let's say in the post for us um but i would still stand by most of the things that i said if not all of them um of course they're set to the backdrop of um a very difficult situation which we all went through which was you know you're literally locked in your home i live in the middle of a big city on my own so you're literally um imprisoned in the center of dublin which was turning into a madhouse so there's all those things things to consider, but certainly with the Primordial album, I didn't want it to be a, like a lockdown record. But what I did want to do was to use elements of what happened to maybe inform the idea that how it ends um, is deliberately titled so to make it cryptic, but it's also to consider um, our relationship to liberty which i think is the most important word in any language our relationship to liberty um, but not make it a, a modern record to look back at let's say romantic figures from 100 120 130 years ago in different cultures that inspired our relationship to want um intellectual physical bodily autonomy from institutions of authority and state um and the desire and will towards those processes and that was sort of what inspired me i didn't want to make it oh it's very simplistic way to say oh well you know this is a modern kind of record so i took some elements of um let's say this if to the nameless dead is an album about the movement of border an empire a nation and state this is about the people within those boundaries who rebelled and resisted against 
the machinations of um, authority. So there's so it's a kind of like a rebel record, like an outlaw record, like a, almost like a protest record, like a resistance right. record. Um, and that so that has echoes of what just happened to us as a society. And also it goes back 100, 120, 130 years to, let's say, the beginning of the 19th century in the lead up to the First World War. And so, so but it's also personal. It's also for people. There's, there's very simple tropes as well in it. You know, sometimes you have to wrap up a complicated um, process in a very s simple um, phrasings. So it's it's kind of for anybody who felt senses of injustice or, you know, kind of felt that they didn't have a, a an angry voice speaking through musical terms because musicians really their 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 job should be to try and on some level hold um you know, speak truth to power and i saw an awful lot of the metal scene uh, conforming yeah and it's funny you say that because like historically right the 60s did it the 70s did yeah. it there's always been that sort of I guess exactly. to quote you, truth to power, right? Or yeah. some kind yeah. of kind of yeah. mirror up yeah. to society and say, here's where yeah. you're fucking up. Yeah, musicians used to rebel against the state and the state narrative and corrupt politicians and well, and I saw in the metal scene an awful lot of people seem, you know, at least for me, conforming to the the narrative handed down to them by um as always corrupt politicians hand in hand with a media narrative and i just thought well this is not for me you know my own small microcosm of a way you know um brought me some heat some enemies <laughs> some people pissed off at me sure. but i stuck to it and the uh, same thing as i always did through all the interviews and all the old press and went well look for me skepticism is the only rational perspective on any position um regardless of what it is and uh, too many people were you know propagandized and if you were able to try and uh, step outside of your emotional stasis in relation to these things, be objective. You, I think we were played. And so I think it's, it should be the job of artists to at least try and speak to that. But I, an awful lot of people were in lockstep with the narrative. And that's, um, uh, well, it disappoint, though, disappointed me, you know. Yeah, but to be fair, though, and and you might disagree with me totally, and this has nothing to do with Primorial, so we'll stop talking about this shortly, but do you feel like, I mean, okay. I feel like some of those people are... Bowie, Dylan, Marley, you've heard the names and maybe you've heard their songs, but what about the stories behind the records that make titans of music like these so universally loved and important? Join me, Josh Adam Myers, host of The 500, as each week I go through a different album from Rolling Stone Magazine's 500 Greatest Albums list from 2012 with an incredible lineup of comedians, actors, and musicians talking about how the music has impacted their lives. New episodes of The 500 come out every Wednesday. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. That's all the news they've gotten, right? That's all the, they're being, that's what you're, you're being fed that narrative, right? At least here in the sure. States. It's, so for me, I go outside and listen to like BBC news or I listen to Australian news, sometimes even Al Jazeera, because sure, yeah. you're getting news that's not filtered through Democrat, Republican or, or any of, of that stuff. Does that make sense? Of course. We were, our partisanship was channeled by the powers that be in a very simple divide and conquer ideal, which of course meant um, that you ramp people against each other, 
uh, rather than have dissent against the system that, you know, that sort of creates that situation. Um, right. I think, and of course, an awful lot of people are just human uh, emotions to be scared of what's happening. But I think we were played and I think that our fears were, um, you know, um, weaponized against us. That's my feeling. And maybe I just had the space and the time and the mental uh um fortitude maybe it's not the right word i don't know maybe it's because i looked at the way i looked at the world anyway to try and at least step sideways to look at it from a few different points of view right. um some i failed with some i didn't but out of it came as we go back to primordial this angry resistance record called how it ends and it felt like somehow maybe i don't I, not to sound like arrogant but maybe the metal scene needed a little bit of fuck you back into um, right. in its in this element into the tone not fantastical stuff but like a, a real genuine like um you know angry protest um, yeah i mean i'm i'm just looking at the songs and listening to what i was listening to today i mean pilgrimage to the world's end is so oh, amazing yeah. Yeah. and so right on well pilgrimage to the world end is a kind of it's a song about um poor people being forced to leave their lands by institutions of power and we still see people poor people in I mean, boats how much more timely can that be yeah and we still see poor people being forced into boats too so it's i'm not going to say it's like a it's it's too easy to say it's a pro-migrant song but it's about the migrancy of people throughout the centuries and thousands of years but it's right. kind of was about it originated about irish people being sent to the australia australasias and stuff and as as um convicts and then they're sort of, it's a little bit got echoes of, you know, in We Shall Not Serve about um, sort of resistance to colony, resistance to empire. So it's sort of, again, it's sort of choosing the the downtrodden, the, right. you know, the kind of Johnny Cash <laughs> um, way of looking at things, you know. So the whole album is kind of about that. It's I'm, I, I wouldn't, I'm not so sure it's to go as far as to call it like a working class record, but it's got echoes of sort of resistance to this institutional authority that's enforced upon uh, poor people or um, worldwide. You know, yeah, yeah, sure. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. I mean, one of the songs partly inspired by the revolution in Haiti, and I've got very interested in reading about that. And it, But really, the themes about resistance, alienation, martyrdom, um, they should speak to you if you're from, you know, Peru or, you know, um, right. Or, you know, maybe you're from fucking East Timor or I don't know, or Nepal or right. whatever it is, you know, um, and Ireland and Australia and whatever. So it's all, but there's also the album is also cloaked in a kind of um, uh, there's a veil of rom romance also to it. And it, the album admits that. And it looks like figures that like Joseph Plunkett, an Irish poet, um, nationalist who was shot by the English after the rising. And a part is part of one of his poems and one of the songs. And it's a very famous song about him called Grace. Uh, well, about the woman he married the night before he was shot. And so mm. there's there's an element of um, poetic, romantic nationalism to some of it, um, but not nationalistic as in either side of the modern political divide, how you could describe it to. Um, so it's, it's set to a historical backdrop that people should be able to find some romance and humanity in. At least that's how I see it. I'm loving it. I mean, the first four tracks on this thing really take you on a journey. And they're long, too, right? They're like eight yeah. minutes long each. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, always, yeah. Um, 
you know. So there, there, you may or may not want to answer this. You may or may not want to answer this one. I was um, doing some research on here, and some of the scuttlebutt and buzz is this may be the last primordial record, and that's what that's hitting that. Is that something that's I never thought of that. No, not really. I did it on purpose, (laughs) Um, just just to be kind of cryptic. Um, The cover is, uh, and it's from um, the cover of an Irish farming uh, magazine. You got the pistol, yeah. Yeah, but originally that was a sheath of wheat. Oh. And it just said, it said forward into the future. And it was about agriculture and farming. And I was looking at it, looking about the cover. And I thought, that's a brilliant image, right? Because I love propaganda posters from the 20s and 30s. And I want, but I wanted it to be Irish, not like Russian or something. And I looked at it and I thought, oh, we could take that and let's put a little pistol in his hand. And then it, so the, the, it's really saying, is this how every movement for freedom and liberty ends? Um, and also cryptically, is me suggesting it's the end of the band. It's not, but who knows? Yeah, that's, <laughs> it's worked because I've everything I read today or yesterday when I was looking, everybody's yeah. suggesting that. I never thought about it, but... Yeah, uh, I, n- neither did we. The rest of the band were like, that's a bit much. And I was like, no, it's it's going to get people talking, but also it's not really about the end of the band. But you never know when the end is coming. It's in, it's again, it's in the post, right? Well, you never know when the end is coming anywhere, right? There you go. Not just primordial. Yeah, you could be the last person I ever speak to. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> right. What's the plan to take this on the road? Any plans at all? Yeah, well, we just did a three-week tour with Paradise Lost in Europe, which was brilliant, great, big crowds. Um, we have individual gigs, a lot of festivals in Europe. But for the first time uh, around Maryland Death Fest, we're going to play about a week of gigs in America. Oh, I can't wait. I didn't know you were playing it. That's like an hour from yeah. me, and I go often. So, yeah, I'll be there for sure. Oh, awesome. I've yeah, actually well, never yeah. seen you guys. Oh, brilliant. Okay, yeah, Sunday, uh, we're on Sunday at MDF, and I think we're going to play Saturday somewhere else, and then we've got a week of gigs after that, as as I understand, with Bloodbath, so... Um, oh, nice. No 70K? Um, the problem with 70K is, and every year we talk to them, it's like, it's a week out of working men's lives, right. which justifying to wives and families... Yeah, no, I get that. ...is difficult um kind of like here you go stay in ireland where it's miserable and rainy while i swan around go hang in the bahamas right (laughs) no i get that i've been there like three times and you know it was cool but um the problem is if we take that week off it's a week off some other more practical things in practice we we can't do something else i'd like to go but you know maybe it'll maybe a karaoke uh, version would be good oh yeah (laughs) So that's going to bring me to the end of what I had. Hey there, I'm Johnny Christ from Avenged Sevenfold, and I've got a podcast called Drinks with Johnny you're going to want to check out. I sit down with a bunch of different people from all different walks of life, from professional wrestlers to actors, comedians, fighters, musicians, everything in between. I'm just looking to make some friends and have a good time doing it. So if that sounds like something you're into, go check out Drinks with Johnny streaming everywhere now.